Hello, English grammar people. My name is Adam, and I am your host. Uh, today, I thought that I would talk a little bit about some deeper issue when it comes to grammar. Not specifically in English, but just generally. Although you, you are interested in English grammar and you are learning, you're either interested in English grammar or learning English grammar. And the thing that I'd like to talk about is this idea of descriptive grammar or prescriptive grammar. And prescriptive grammar is the idea that there is some kind of correct grammar that you should use when you're speaking to another person. And prescriptive grammar is this idea uh, sorry, descriptive grammar is this idea that um, the grammar is whatever or however native speakers of the language communicate with each other. So, there's a very good example from when I was a kid, this saying, ain't ain't a word. And looking back on it, I don't think it was used that much in uh, the area where I grew up. Maybe occasionally he ain't coming, something like that. But um, ain't ain't a word perfectly summarizes this idea that there is some kind of correctness that you need to aspire to, and ain't isn't on this correct level of grammar. Um, the thing is, though, there. There are rules of grammar, and there are rules that other people understand when you speak. So, the question is, who makes those rules? Are they given by, you know, a group of people who make the rules and then everybody has to follow the rules, or do they, do they develop spontaneously? In many languages, like in Spanish and French, they actually have an academy of the language which decides grammar rules and spelling rules and um, whether people actually listen to that institution is another question entirely, but in English there is no such institution because there are many, many different kinds of Englishes. There's Canadian English, um, different dialects of American English like... Um, Atlantic English, and uh, Southwestern English, and Southern English, and Indian English in India, and so forth, and so forth, and so forth, and you have to ask the question, well, is Patois in Jamaica an English, or is Scots a language or a dialect, and so forth, and so forth. So the, the English doesn't have a center at all of, uh, of grammaticalness anyway. Um, but that doesn't mean you can just say whatever you want, so you have to follow the rules that people ha give you, maybe not give you, that are developed over time through natural processes. So, clearly, if somebody says, he ain't coming, you know that ain't in that situation refers to is not, and... I think here's the problem. Um, when people have grammar that doesn't fit the standard idea of what grammar is, 
Often they're criticized and their grammar is labeled as substandard. You can see it with people in the South in America or people of color in America or immigrants. But the the thing is, if you can understand another person, then some grammar is working between you. And maybe you've never heard that particular grammar structure, but if it follows some rules, sub-subconscious rules that are in your mind, then it's completely natural and okay. Now, does that mean that you can say whatever you want? No, it doesn't. Because even though there is no person sitting on high saying that this grammar is this way and you have to speak it this way, um, there are some, some things that you need to do if you want to communicate with someone. So, for example, if you're using a conditional sentence, it's really important the structure of the conditional sentence because people are not going to be able to understand you. If you said, I had... I had no had. Oh, for example, if you say, I had no had when you want to say, I would have done something, then oh, the person you're talking to can't communicate at all with you. So, what I'm saying basically is learn, if you're, if you're a, this message is directed to two completely different audiences. The first audience is people who are learning English as a second language. So, if you're learning English as a second language, learn standard grammar in your book, but realize English is such a broad language, there's so many different kinds of English, that when you're really talking to English people, you're going to be surprised by how creative their, their vocabulary is, how creative their pronunciation is, how creative their grammar is. You're going to be quite surprised, so be prepared for that shock. Um, the standard grammar is more to, for, kind of how to keep English as a lingua franca, so that everybody knows the grammar of this multinational, multicultural language, and you can communicate on one level. So, for example, Germans can speak to Polish people, or Japanese people can speak to Polish people, and they use the same standard grammar. That's why it exists. Or... You know, people in one country, like in uh, the United States, they can go to school and they can learn one standard grammar so they can communicate with people in Florida and in California, but they can communicate in a completely different way at home with their families. So that's, that's my first target group of this message. My second target group are people who... English speakers, native speakers, because I'm sure... You've gotten into discussions or um, you've read comments online about people correcting other people's grammar, about people being a bit of a gra grammar Nazi. So, um, languages change all the time, and English is no exception. English is changing as I speak, and I can see that some things that I was, I, I was taught when I was a kid, or some things I said when I was a kid, don't apply and I can see when I'm teaching 
the material that I'm teaching was written by people who learned English, you know, 20, 30, 40, even 50 years ago, so it doesn't really make sense now. Um, so, language changes completely naturally, and what you have to do is you have to think about, is it really a mistake, you know? So, ain't, going back to that example of ain't, ain't ain't a mistake. It's a new, maybe it's not new, I don't know anything about the history of that particular uh, phrase. It's a an expression that dates back to some time, and it will continue to exist in English. Things that are mistakes are things that one person says, and another person from the same community, that's important, has no idea what they're saying. So, if uh, I am am speaking to another um, person, another Canadian, and I... And I say something like, I would have had it done it. And he goes like, what? What did you say? Then it's a mistake because it's not, it's not a new development. It's not something that is a natural thing. It's just some mislip of my tongue. So, yeah, let me emphasize. Grammar mistakes are things that prevent communication. Grammar mistakes are not things that are passed down. Like, are not things that are against the, you know platonic ideal grammar of English because there is no such thing because English is changing all the time. Okay, yeah, so um, that is my podcast for today. If you'd like to comment on anything I have mentioned, you can go to the Facebook page, English Grammar Corner. You can leave a comment. You can contact me on Twitter at Adam Todd Leverton. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can find uh, multiple ways of doing so in the show notes. You can buy an ad, or you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash leverton. Thank you very much, and goodbye.